Welcome back to the Read the Roster podcast. I'm Ross. And I'm Reed. And this will be our NFL recap show. We already have our college football recap show up for week two. This is for NFL week one. We also have previous episodes covering week one of the college football season. Please go check out all of our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and you can also check out our website link, which you can find on our new Facebook page. Look up Read the Roster on Facebook. We're also at Read the Roster on Twitter. Please interact with us on all those platforms. We want to interact with the community we build from this podcast. We want to share our football thoughts. And especially with the NFL, you know, you got fantasy football and Reed and I are both up to our necks and and trying to make sure our team is set up for success for the week. So share your thoughts on that, the games, the players, anything you can at one of those uh, social media platforms. And, yeah, we have an interesting NFL week one to talk about. Yeah, like you said, we're, we've been enjoying filming this the past few weeks. We're just really starting to get into it. Very interested to see where it goes, of course. Shouting out the social media pages. We're also going to try and maybe get an Instagram, maybe a YouTube, but we haven't really talked about that too much. But, of course, like you said, interact with us. Have some conversations, maybe something that we didn't hit on the podcast or something that you would like us to talk about. Tweet at us send us a message, do anything like that. And of course we appreciate all y'all listening. Let's dive right in, man. It, like I said, it was a crazy week one. It was a really bad week. If you were a kicker more than likely. Um, but let's start off with the, what I thought was going to be the headliner of the week. The bills absolutely stunned the Rams 31 10. What you got is one way to open up the NFL season. Uh, I couldn't have predicted that game. I knew the Bills were going to be good, but how poorly the Rams played, I couldn't have ever called my life. It was like they were a 0-17 team last year. I'm, they played terrible. Cooper Cup was really the only bright spot on their offense. Of course, you're going to have Aaron Donald, but what surprised me the most is Jalen Ramsey – Played one of the worst games of his career, if not the worst game. He allowed I was going to say, it's probably the worst. I was going to say, he allowed a perfect passer rating in that game. Very uncharacteristic by him and the Rams. They just, the Bills, I knew were going to be good, but I didn't know that good. Maybe the Rams are just that bad. But Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs are the duo of the NFL. And I think we're just going to keep seeing it from week to week. Yeah, it's definitely a tough week one for Matthew Stafford. You throw three interceptions, and I, I'm i with you. I really think the only two guys that showed up to play for the Rams were Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup. They were the only ones that really showed any kind of impressive, you know, statistics, showings, effort in this game whatsoever. But Josh Allen is that guy, man. He looked so comfortable, and if not from that weird interception off Isaiah McKenzie, I mean – hate to say the term perfect game, but you can't really ask for more out of who's possibly an MVP candidate, the leader of a possible Super Bowl contender against the previous Super Bowl winners. And like you said, the duo of Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald on this defense is always a taunting and intimidating task to face. So the fact that the Bills went into L.A., Bills Mafia was representing. They were loud the whole game, 
and they got a 31 to 10 really impressive win. I'm liking the way the Bills look after week one. Yeah, I'm going to double down on what I said, I think, before. I have them going to the Super Bowl. I have them winning the Super Bowl. This team has just kind of blown me away the past few years. I kind of called it, I want to say it was two years ago when Josh Allen kind of arrived in the NFL. I drafted him in fantasy, and I was like, he got Stephon Diggs. This is the year that he's going to ball out and kind of show why the Bills took him in the first round of the draft. And since then, he's just taken off and, like you said, played like an MVP candidate type of level. Stephon Diggs has matched it. We saw the coming of age of Gabe Davis kind of as a solidified starting wide receiver too. Of course, this backfield is deep. This defense is good. Like I said, I'm going to double down and I have them going to the Super Bowl, have them winning the Super Bowl. I think the Rams will get it together. I think they just kind of weren't ready. It's kind of a week one thing. But like I said, very uncharacteristic of the Rams. I was very disappointed, especially to see how bad Matthew Stafford played. I think we'll see them on the up and up the rest of the season, but Bills are my favorite right now. Yeah, I I think this was a super impressive win for the Bills. I think the Rams still have a long way to go uh, before we can ride them off. Uh, I still think they win this division, especially with how the Cardinals looked on Sunday. Um, And – especially how the 49ers looked on Sunday. But, you know, at times last year, this offense really started to kind of hit really bad lulls of where they just didn't really look cohesive and good. So I think that'll kind of sort itself out. You didn't really see Allen Robinson get involved, which I think will progress throughout the season. Maybe he just doesn't have his chemistry with Stafford up yet. And, you know, maybe the scheme just wasn't working the way that they wanted to. But I don't want to overshadow the fact that the Bills' defense played way better than what I expected. And like you said, the Rams' defense just didn't show up to play. So good win for the Bills, 31-10. And then we'll just kind of go game by game here. Steelers-Bengals, 23-20 in overtime. You and I both made the comment that this was the most uninteresting overtime game we've ever watched. Because like I said in our college episode, the recap of week two, go give it a listen. Normally, if a overtime game happens, you're seeing really impressive play on the offensive side of the ball. And that did not happen this, this game. Yeah. Uh, by the time that overtime happened, I was ready to turn the channel. I was so uninterested in this football game. Football game. I think I made the remarks, one of the worst football games I've ever watched. Like you said, it was completely – uninteresting from third quarter on fourth quarter on I literally was just watching it because of fantasy purposes and to honestly see who won just who finally pulled it out this game was awful Joe Burrow throwing five interceptions I think four picks one lost fumble four picks in the first week I'm a Joe Burrow fan but I'm kind of glad to say that this happened Of course, that may come off as a hater or whatever, but I'm kind of tired of people saying that after this one season that he's a top five quarterback in the NFL. I don't think he deserves that. I'm thinking maybe around the eight, nine mark, maybe seven, something like that. But I think this just showed that he wasn't a top five quarterback. I think finally this kind of confirmed what I thought. 
Jamar Chase played a pretty good game. Uh, we saw T. Higgins go out with an injury. I think it's a concussion. But these teams just played all around bad. T.J. Watt got hurt. I think Cam, uh, Cameron Hayward left with an injury too. The fact that Mitchell Trubisky brought this team to a week one win in an overtime game against the runners-up of the NFL in the Super Bowl, mind-boggling to me, but I can't say it enough. This game was a tough one to watch. Yeah, I mean, not much else to say for me besides the Bengals' offensive line still does not look great. Maybe they need some cohesion, and this is probably one of the better defensive lines they'll face this year because Cam Hayward is still playing at an all-time high level, T.J. Watt reigning defensive player of the year, and uh, all-time sack numbers tire. And then I think Alex Highsmith is an underrated guy in this league. He's really great off that other edge. And uh, they also got Malik Reed over from the from the Bucks. So I think this is an under underrated front, and I think that's probably a big reason why the Bengals line played the way that they did. Um, and then also, I mean, Trubisky comes out with a win away from home, so I think the Steelers got to be happy with the way that they look week one. So I can't believe we have to talk about this game too because it's just the same thing we've seen over and over. The Falcons blow a lead in the fourth quarter to the Saints, who didn't look impressive for the majority of this game. You and I watched this one also. Saints win 27-26. What you got for me? I'd say the two things that really all I'm going to say and what I think are kind of the things, are the biggest factors in the game, Michael Thomas is back. Throw to Kyle Pitts more. This – I get this offense look dynamic a little bit with Marcus Mariota, who gives you that rushing attack. But for you to spend a top five pick on a tight end, not even a receiver, a tight end, and throw him the ball three times in a week one interdivisional interdivisional matchup, matchup is crazy to me. I know I'm always saying this because I have him on fantasy. I'm not even saying this because I have him on fantasy, but he is a insane player he's 6'5 he runs a 4'4 four, 4'3 four, four, he can jump out of the gym he can make the plays that you need him to but you have to throw him the football and Marcus Mariota just didn't do that maybe they doubled him and stuff like that of course they're going to maybe I just didn't see it but you have to throw him the football and Jameis Winston did that to Michael Thomas who is finally back after two years of playing a game here and a game there, and he has two touchdowns. I'm a bigger fan of Michael Thomas than you are, but he's finally back. He's going to be another top ten receiver in the league if he can continue to be healthy. And Jameis Winston is going to take complete and utter uh, – I don't even know, like complete and utter uh, – what's it called? Charge of that, I guess. He's going to target him a lot. He's going to give him the touchdowns because – he was top five receiver in the league at one point. That, those are two kind of my main points of just – of what happened in the football game. Neither defense, of course, like you said, looked very impressive. Atlanta bows another lead. It's I'm interested to see how it goes with Marcus Mariota at quarterback from here on out. 
I think I think this has got to be a tough one for Falcons fans to stomach. I feel I feel really bad because it's just the same thing we've seen out of this defense. They'll show really good life for a couple of quarters, and then it's just like they they absolutely go nowhere. The one thing I do want to mention for the defense is they were getting a lot of pressure on a very good Saints offensive line, so I thought that was a big step forward for this Falcons defense. And I really got to put this one on the defense. Yeah, the Falcons only put up 26 on offense, but that's with not targeting Kyle Pitts as much as they should have. Really struggled with English right there. Um, Drake London looked pretty good. Alameda Zacchaeus decided to show up. Looked awesome. Um, Cordell Patterson. Cordell Patterson is the best 32-year-old wide receiver, should be a running back player I've ever seen in my life. Um. I think he's primed for another big season, but I think this offense will continue to get better. Um, so as a Falcons fan, I think you got to be happy about that, knowing that you can kind of build. And then once this offense gets pissed, passed off to Ritter, you switch in a better running back for Patterson. You still have Kyle Pitts. You have Drake London. Maybe you can keep Zacchaeus around to be a solid number two, number three. I think you'll be able to kind of rebuild the offensive line as you go along, but you'll really be able to focus on defense going forward. Because Abikady, I think, played well. You got Grady Jarrett, who's unfortunately getting older. A.J. Terrell did not play that good, though. But A.J. Terrell did struggle against Michael Thomas. That will be interesting to see going forward. Um, but you really can focus, if you're Falcon, if you're the Falcons, you can focus on your defense moving forward, and I think that's what they need to do. So, all right, we'll, we'll kind of hit these next few a little bit quicker. Uh, Bears 49ers, I don't think there's really a whole lot to say about this one. Bears win 19 to 10. I'm kind of shocked the 49ers played as bad as they did, but I really don't know how much you can take away from this game considering the fact that they were literally squeegeeing off water on the field between timeouts and halftime, and it literally looked like they were playing in a schoolyard. So, you know, great for the Bears to get a win. I think this is big for Justin Fields' confidence and kind of puzzling for 49ers fans. But honestly, like I said, I don't really know how much you can take away from this game. And unfortunately, Elijah Mitchell does go down. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to keep it short and sweet and just kind of add on what you said. Field conditions were terrible. Weather was terrible. It was Trey Lance's first game. I don't, Like you said, I don't know how much you can take away from it. Good for Bears fans who honestly probably thought that they were going to lose this game probably by a lot. I mean, their franchise is not looking in the best shape. Like you said, maybe the confidence gets up. Maybe they win a few games here and there and have a better season than what they thought. But really, this game just kind of came down to the weather conditions and really sucks for Trey Lance that this was his first NFL start. And, or I don't even know if it was his first start, but Not his first official full-time start, starter. Still, full-time starter. This is his team. Yeah. It just sucks that this was the conditions that he got stuck with. I mean, and if you're a 49ers fan – the last time any team went in defeated into the Super Bowl was the Patriots when they lost to the Giants in 2011. So I'm not saying the 49ers are going to be the Super Bowl representative for the NFC, but as a 49ers fan, I really don't think you can really hang your head about this. The The conditions were just crazy for this game. Let's see how next week rolls out, and then we'll kind of see how the, how the 49ers look after that. And then Eagles-Lions, 38-35. I told you the Lions were probably going to put up a good fight in this game, and they they stepped up and did so. DeAndre Swift looked awesome. You got two goal line touchdowns from uh, Jamal Jamal Williams. Williams. (laughs) His name almost escaped me right there. Um, You had a good game from Amon Ross St. Brown. DJ Chark got in a touchdown. 
And then uh, the Eagles, man, high-powered on offense. And A.J. Brown, welcome to Philly. So he ended up with like 170 yards, 180 yards, I think it was the most, by in a debut by an Eagles receiver or like a receiver in the past few years or something crazy like that is what I saw. But what I am going to add is the defenses in this game were non-existent. Like you said, I think we both kind of – I wouldn't say we love the Lions offense, but, I mean, there's some players there, and they have the potential to be really good. But their defense just – of course, like you said, the Eagles offense is high-powered. They just couldn't keep them out of the end zone. I think six different players had rushing touchdowns on them. I mean, A.J. Brown, of course, was catching all over the field. And then, honestly, the Eagles defense, who we thought were going to be – insane with all the moves that they've made this Lions team snuck up and scored pretty good amount of points on them and made it a real football game and like we said I mean they've got some players on their team but this Eagles defense has made some crazy moves this offseason and this game I feel like probably shouldn't have been as close as it was but it was a pretty good week one matchup like I said by no means do I think the Lions are, are back to being the bottom tier level team that they have been for the longest time. I think they're going to shock some people this year. I don't even think they're the worst team in their division by any means. Because Dan Campbell is the man. Dan Campbell is an excellent football coach, but I did see an interesting stat that there was almost a four yards per carry difference for the Eagles uh, rushers when Jordan Davis wasn't on the field versus when he was. So, you know, as the Eagles spending a first-round pick, I know he's a nose tackle and he doesn't really – provide the NFL caliber pass rush that you need from a defensive lineman. But I think you kind of need to bring that along because Jordan Davis is going to be a guy you need going forward because you got some impressive rushing attacks that the Eagles are going to face this year. So if the Lions are kind of giving you fits, granted they do have Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift who are very good running backs in their own right. But if you're already struggling with them, I think that has a lot to show for what's going to happen going forward. So Moving on to Dolphins-Patriots. Dolphins win 20-7. to You and I both figured the Dolphins were going to win this one. The Patriots just don't look impressive. Mac Jones goes down with a back injury, I think. I, I Honestly, I couldn't tell you. I just know that he went down. I think, I think it was a back injury. He's getting that tested this week. Um, I mean, Dolphins get the win, but you and I both had our doubts about how Tua would – would be able to mesh with Tyreek Hill because I saw it online, man. Tyreek's a burner, and yeah, he's going to blow by guys, but he's going to do that 30 yards down the field, and you got to be able to have the arm strength to get him the ball. And I just don't know how well his skill set's going to mesh with Tua. If Tua can find a way to be more creative getting him the football, because Jalen Waddle had a pretty impressive game, and I think that's more of the type of playmaker that Tua needs. So if Tyreek can be more of that Tyreek Hill of where let's throw him the ball, let him work in space, as opposed to let's make him be a deep threat, I think Miami will be fine. But if if you can't figure out Tyreek Hill, you're losing a big part of your offense. Yeah, making him – I think he's the highest paid receiver in the NFL. you got to find ways to get him the football, like you said. I don't think the problem with Tua is necessarily accuracy. I know it's not the best, but – the arm strength just isn't there. He can't make those plays downfield. And like you said, getting the ball to Jalen Waddle five, ten yards down the field, 
and just kind of letting him make a play, that's his game and that's Tua's game. Not having to make a super difficult throw, kind of get some velocity on the football, just let him make plays in the open field. And what we saw last year, he had a very impressive year last year, Jalen Waddle did as a rookie. And it's just kind of what you have to do with Tyreek Hill. Get, get him some jet sweeps, get him on a slant, get him on an out, and just let him let him work a mid like Let him work in space. Just you gotta feed him the football and let him make plays. Like you said, you're giving him this huge payday. You gotta let him really just work for you. And I'm not surprised that they won this football game. I'm not a big fan of the Patriots. I'm not a big fan of Mac Jones. I hate to see him get hurt, but I really don't think he's that good of a quarterback anyway. I don't think this team's going to be very good this year. I think we're going to finally see the first year where a Bill Belichick team isn't that impressive. Of course, they can come out and shock us all like they seem to always do. I'm not shocked by this outcome, but sucks for Mac Jones getting hurt, but not surprising the outcome with this one. Yeah, last thing I'll kind of say, I I don't want to – Totally trash on Tyreek's performance. I mean, he still did have almost 100 yards receiving, but his max catch was like 20-something yards. And the low 20s, it wasn't like crazy. So, And we're used to him having 35, 40, 50 yards. So catches it's very different with regular. Patrick so Mahomes. This is a def- different type of uh, use of Tyreek Hill than we're used to. So keep an eye on that rolling forward to see how well this Dolphins, uh, Dolphins offense can mesh together. All right, moving on. We won't spend too long on this one. Ravens 24, Jets 9. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know what there is to say about that. Lamar Jackson looked good. Threw a couple of passes to Devin DuVernay. The offensive stats weren't great for the Jets. Not surprising. But Joe Flacco is still playing quarterback and almost threw it 60 times, so I think there's your problem. Yeah, I'm not really surprised. I mean, I'm not the biggest Lamar fan, but – We've seen it time and time again. Week one, he kind of just balls out. He has the ability to do that. Devin DuVernay is a serious deep threat. I think he's played better than Marquise Brown has in his time there. I think Marquise Brown was just – I wouldn't even say a bust, just kind of really just didn't live up to expectations of the type of player that he was at Oklahoma. And I think Lamar is going to come out with sort of a vengeance this year. He's in a contract year. He's not getting – as appreciated as I think he wants to be as a former MVP. And like you said, the Jets are just not a very good franchise of the past few years. I think they drafted good. I think they brought in not the best free agency. I think they their best was CJ Uzama, who was kind of like a morale guy at the Bengals. But Zach Wilson being hurt really hurts you. Like you said, Joe Flacco still playing quarterback. Not going to do amazing things for you. I think really the only bright spot was Michael Carter. Brees Hall. Michael Carter did look impressive. Michael Carter looked pretty good. Brees Hall, second-round pick. He put the ball on the ground. I think you can utilize him more, but this team just, of course, is back to looking not impressive. And the Ravens always have a good defense, and if Lamar can get that offense ticking, it's going to be dangerous. Moving on to Jack's Commanders. Commanders get the win, 28-22. I think the Jaguars look way more competitive in this game than they did in years past, but I do think this is a tough loss because at the end of the year, I don't think the Commanders are going to be all that great of a football team because I just don't think 
Carson Wentz is the recipe for success, even though he did, I got to give it to him. He did play a pretty decent football game. He does throw two interceptions, but he still throws for three thirteen and, and four touchdowns. So, you know, I, again, take it with a little bit of a grain of salt, but I think the Jags kind of have to be happy about this one. And number one overall pick Trayvon Locker showed out in his NFL debut. Yeah. I think you want to see a little bit more from Trevor Lawrence, but I don't think that this team is where they they're going to be at the end of the year. I know him and Christian Kirk kind of played a decent game together. Like you said, Trayvon played well. They made a few free agency signings, but this team isn't anywhere close to what they can be or a playoff team or anything like that. They are nowhere close. And I think the Commanders played a decent game. Johan Dotson, I think, went off for two touchdowns. And like you said, this game for Carson Wentz, pretty good. Of course, he's fell off from his 2018-2019 MVP season or where he – I think he should have won MVP, carried that Eagles team to the Super Bowl. I don't even say carried. That Eagles team was really good. They won the Super Bowl, of course. So, I, I kind of want him to have a good year. I think he deserves it, but – like I said, I think the Jaguars just aren't that good of a team, and I think the Commanders won this one just flat out being the better football team. Yeah, I, you know, like you said, Christian Kurt really put on a really good performance in his first game as a Jaguar, but when you're still running Jamal Agnew out there to be a receiver instead of a return man, and Marvin Jones is – probably your number two wide receiver at 30 something years old. And he is way off from what he used to be when he was at the lions. I just, I think this team has a long way to go. We still don't really know how ETN is going to be utilized in this offense. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how the drags progress throughout the season. Once they get younger and a couple years down the line, I think they really could be impressive. Next one, Browns walk into Carolina, get the win. Baker's revenge tour does not happen. 26-24 Browns. Kind of not really surprised by this one. I mean, yeah, Jacoby Brissett as your quarterback, you're not probably the most confident in him, but, I mean, he's been a starter in this league before. He's won football games. He can do it. But, really, you have to stop the rushing attack from the Browns, and they just didn't do it. Kareem Hunt had a few scores. Nick Chubb went for, like, 130, 150, something like that. Some high 100 number you got to stop the run when you're playing them. And, of course, this defense has talent littered without it. Miles Garrett, of course, JOK, Denzel Ward, John Johnson. They have players all over the field. I know the Panthers kept it close. But this defense does know how how Baker does play. I think he had it in his head that he was going to – I think he said that on Instagram that he was going to mess him up or that he was planning on destroying him or something like that. And it just didn't go his way. I think he probably tried to do too much. Uh, Not getting Christian McCaffrey involved in this game was crazy to me. I know he ended up with a touchdown, but we're used to seeing him have 20 to 25 touches a game, and I think he came away with like 12 or something like that. I know he's coming off an injury, but when he's the best player on your football team, you got to get him the ball. This Carolina defense isn't that impressive. I know they have – Derek Brown and Brian Burns and uh, J.C. Warren, Jeremy Chin, but it's still, you it's, know, it's got to be a unit. Yeah, it's not where they need to be. And 
I'm not really surprised that the Browns won this one, but I do think Carolina has the chance to be really good this year, especially with a Baker Mayfield, DJ Moore kind of connection. I know Robbie Anderson went off, went for like a 70-yard touchdown or something like that, but I think this team can very much improve, but I'm not really surprised that the Browns won this one. The only thing I'll, I'll kind of say to cap off this is Baker did come in late, so the chemistry may be off between him and some of his guys. He's still got to get acclimated into that culture, that offensive scheme. And like you said, McCaffrey is coming off an injury, so the combination of those two factors could be really kind of why this offense hasn't clicked to the point of what we think can happen. So it'll be interesting to see how Carolina progresses throughout the season. So moving on to Andy Houston, I think we would have been even more lulled to sleep by this game than we were with Bengals, Steelers, like – to end in a tie with the offensive talent that Indy has and where the defense can be. I just, I think this is not a great way to start your season, especially with where the Texans roster is right now. You lose Justin Reed on defense and arguably your best player right now is Jonathan Grenard or Desmond King. And your best player on offense is Brandon Cooks, who is an underrated wide receiver in this league, but he's not a top 10 wide receiver in this league. Um, and I think Michael Pittman is better than him. So, you know, Jonathan Taylor goes off, he does his thing, but Indy does not really look impressive in this tie ball game. I think he is a Texans fan. You can be happy though. Yeah, it was just not what I expected. Of course, like you said, Houston, the Houston Texans roster is nowhere near what you expect the NFL roster to be. I know it's a shot at those guys and we're doing a podcast and they're in the NFL, but this is not a roster that you see and you get excited for. I mean, like you said, Damian Pierce on offense, Brandon Cooks on offense, Davis Mills kind of has played better than expected, but doesn't throw an interception when Matt Ryan does. So I'm saying when you have guys like Matt Ryan, who's been a vet in this league for, 20 years. MVP bet yeah. this league. Jonathan Taylor, who many consider the best running back in the league. This offensive line that is very good. Michael Pittman, of course. And this defense with all the talent it has littered without it, like Kenny Moore, Darius Leonard, or Shaquille Leonard, whatever he wants to go by. DeForest Buckner. You have players like this all around. I don't see how you tie with a roster like the Houston Texans have. I think you just, like you said, as a Houston Texan fan, you got to be excited about this one. And as a Colts fan, after last year, I think you got to be really disappointed in where you're kind of at right now. Moving on to another AFC South matchup, the Titans go down to the Giants 21-20. I've got to admire the guts from Brian Dayball to go for two in order to pull ahead and win this game, which actually was the deciding factor. You know, Daniel Jones doesn't look great. He looks like Daniel Jones, but Saquon's back, man. And I think that's the biggest thing you got to take away from this game. Derrick Henry, you know, he did his thing, but the offense did not look good for Tennessee, um, especially against a, a Giants defense, which didn't have Kayvon Thibodeau out there and is already lacking playmakers as it is. You know, I just – I think this is kind of what you and I expected out of Tennessee. I don't think Ryan Tannehill's – all that useful of a quarterback anymore. I think at some point we could probably see Malik Willis get worked in, but not much I have to say about this game other than the fact that if you're a Titans fan, you got to be heartbroken by this one. And if you're a Giants fan, welcome back, Saquon. 
yeah, I think we're really saying of the fact of this offense goes as far as Derrick Henry does. And I think they're really feeling the loss of A.J. Brown, who, like we said, showed out week one. I think they drafted Traylon Burks for a cheaper, and hopefully he lived up to A.J. Brown because, I mean, they kind of play the exact same. He's just not there yet. And Ryan Tannehill, I think, is just on the decline of his years. It looked bad. It's just he's not A.J. Brown yet. No, they – I can see what they're trying to do. But when you have a player like A.J. Brown, you just don't get rid of him for a rookie that you draft who isn't some, like, top five pick. I mean, I think they got him, like, at 16th or something like that. And I'm kind of shocked about the Giants. Yes and no, I guess. But the offensive line is better. Saquon was confident coming back after his injuries. He said that he was feeling as confident as – he has in years before, so that kind of piqued my interest about how well that he could play. So we finally, like you said, we see him back. Daniel Jones played mediocre, but he didn't turn over the ball as much as he usually does. I still think they need to get Kadarius Tony more involved. You spend a first round pick on him, you got to use him. They got Sterling Shepard, they got Kenny Galladay, who have been proven playmakers in this league. I think they got to use them more. Like you said, their defense, nothing special, but held this Titans team to 20 points and pulled out the win in a very shocking fashion. Speaking of shocking, this next one really got me, man. Vikings, Packers, Vikings get the W, 23-7. The offense for Green Bay doesn't click, but you're without Devontae Adams. You know, Aaron Jones does fine. But other than that, it's a really – Bad showing for the Packers offense and the wide receivers did not look good in this game. And Justin Jefferson cements himself as a top five, if not top three wide receiver in this league. Go Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers is really seeing how much Devontae Adams was a big player in his, I'm not career, but the past few seasons, of course, his back-to-back MVPs. And he just doesn't have the connection with those guys that he did like Devontae, which I know it's a whole lot easier to make a connection with a guy like Devontae Adams than a guy like uh, Romeo. Romeo Dubs or Sammy Romeo, Watkins. Yeah, Romeo Dubs, who Sammy Watkins is washed. Yeah. I'm not too surprised, but I did think Aaron Rodgers would play better. I think their biggest problem was not getting Aaron Jones more involved, using A.J. Dillon more than him is beyond is dumbfounding. Why why do you pay him all that money, then draft a guy and then play him more? If you're if you're Aaron Jones, you gotta be sitting back. This is nice. I'm getting paid all this money. I'm not doing anything. But as Matt Lafleur, I don't see what the heck you're doing. If you have Aaron Jones, you use him. He can be used in the pass game. He's like he's a deadly receiver. He makes plays all the time. You gotta use him more. And like you said, the Vikings and the Kirk Cousins-Justin Jefferson connection looks as deadly as ever. I think he's going to show out, and I think he's going to be the number one receiver in this in the league this year. It's just been leading up to it, and he has no competition really except Dalvin Cook for touches. But he gets open. He went up against Jair Alexander one-on-one, embarrassed him, and Kirk Cousins loves him, and he's going to keep feeding them the ball. 
I think we're going to see a monster season out of Justin Jefferson this year. Heading over to the West Coast for Raiders-Chargers. Chargers win 24-19. This score is way closer than what it should have been. Chargers look really good on defense. Carr throws three picks. It's kind of shocking to see that the Raiders did stay in this game for as long as they did, but Chargers look pretty good week one. And, yeah, I think I think they got to be the Super Bowl favorites out of the AFC if the Bills trip up anywhere. But the AFC Championship game possibly being the Chargers and the Bills, I know that's looking way far ahead, but I think that would be a good matchup to see. But good win for the Chargers. Yeah, Justin Jefferson – not Justin Jefferson. Justin Herbert, another one of my favorite quarterbacks. I think him and Josh Allen are probably my two favorite quarterbacks in the league right now. He's a stud. He gets every single player on his offense, the football. I know Austin Eckler didn't play an amazing game or as much as you'd like to see, but he gets everyone involved. He throws some crazy throws. This defense is insane. Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, and arguably the best safety in the league, Darwin James. I think this team's going to be nasty. They're honestly my second pick to win the Super Bowl. It's either going to be them or the Bills in my eyes. I know they have to play each other. But honestly, whoever wins that football game or competes for that championship, I think – probably wins the Super Bowl. And I think it's just kind of what we've seen before. Derek Carr is a good quarterback, but not on the same tier. Not elite. He puts up yards. He puts up touchdowns. But it's just like we, like I said, it's just kind of like what we see. He does this pretty often. I think he has very good seasons, but at the same time, it's like, so this is why you aren't a top five quarterback or a top ten quarterback, however you want to rate him. I think having Devontae Adams does help. He went – Who had an amazing first had, game. Yeah, he had an amazing first game. I think he got targeted like 12 times. 10 for like 140 mm-hmm. in the touchdown. Yeah, he had an amazing, amazing uh, first game in Las Vegas. If Derek Carr can get it under control, this offense can be – potentially the best in the NFL with Darren Waller, Devontae Adams, and Hunter Renfro, and Josh Jacobs in the backfield. I'm not surprised that the Chargers won this. I think they're going to be a deadly team going down the stretch. Chiefs-Cardinals. Chiefs get the win 44-21. This is also a game where the score is closer than what really happened on the field. Kyler Murray looked terrible in this game, missing – Throws that he should have made, he was get he got sacked on a play. He should have easily see the seen the pressure coming. Um, I really think the Cardinals could be in for a step back season. You know, Kyler Murray was considered to be an MVP halfway through the season last year. The Cardinals, I think, were the last team to lose uh, in the NFL last year. So, you know, they still made it to the playoffs last year, but I think they take a major step back. Uh, I just. You know, Colin Murray's a fine quarterback, but I think he is overhyped. But Pat Mahomes showing, I don't really need Tyreek Hill. Gets it done and done well. Yeah, I think the two things that I'm going to add, Patrick Mac- Patrick Mahomes is him and Kyler Murray is not. I've never been a Kyler Murray fan. I think he's been way overrated. I think people think he's better than what he is. Of course, Pat- Patrick Mahomes is going to ball out. Like you said, he didn't do it without Tyreek Hill. A lot of different people scored touchdowns. He got a lot of different people with the ball. He showed that he can do it with just about anyone on the field. And this Arizona defense I know isn't the best. They lost Chandler Jones. They don't have Patrick Peterson anymore. 
they still got some guys out there, but I'm not a Kyler Murray fan. I don't know how good this Arizona team is, but Kansas City's going to look like they're going to be in the running again pretty easily. Just to kind of end off, you know, not to disrespect Brady and Rodgers because they're they're greats regardless of what happens for them for the rest of their careers. They're amazing quarterbacks, and they're still playing at an extremely high level. Evidenced by Brady's Super Bowl win two years ago and Rodgers' back-to-back MVPs. But you and I talked about the top quarterback thing, you know, recently. And I think right now this is Pat Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and Josh Allen's league. I think those are the future of the quarterback position. And I think, you know, Lamar, Joe Burrow, I think you kind of throw them in there too. And, uh, you know, depending on what may happen with Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and Trevor Lawrence, I think those guys could also have pretty impressive careers. But right now I think those are your quarterbacks that we're going to continue to see for a long time. They just perform on another level every time they're on the field. So this is an amazing win for the Chiefs to show, hey, we still got it and we're still going to we're going to bring the heat every week. So our last Sunday game to talk about, this one was ugly. I don't want to spend time on it at all. The Bucks win 19-3 over the Cowboys. Michael Parsons looks awesome, as always. I think he's going to be an excellent player in this league for a long time. Uh, besides that, the Cowboys didn't really do anything. The offensive line looks rough without Tyron Smith. Zeke is Zeke at this point. Uh, I think he looked a little bit better than he did last year at some points, but I still think Tony Pollard is more dynamic of an option. And I think C.D. Lamb is proving that he is a solid number two wide receiver, but he cannot carry the load by himself with Michael Gallup out. Um, And then on the Bucs side, the offensive line, you lose Donovan Smith in the game, and I don't know how long he'll be out. Tristan Wirfs looked good. But other than that, this offensive line is very tough to watch. And then Mike Evans did Mike Evans things, and the defense did the defense's things. So Buck win 19-3, I think, they're obviously going to win the South. I think they beat the Saints with the way that we saw the Saints play. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, this game was this game was probably uglier than any other game over the weekend. Yeah, it's always hard to count out Tom Brady. He's been doing it in this league for forever. Of course, the Cowboys lose Dak and lose him for a few weeks. So, of course, that's going to get even uglier. Like you said, C.D. Lamb didn't play a good day. De- Good game, really, at all. But this defense is pretty good. Offensive line has not been great since Tyron Matt or uh, Tyron Smith has had his injury issues. Travis Frederick retires. It's really only Zach Martin who is the top two guard in the league. I think it's him and Quentin Nelson as the top two guards in the league. This defense looked okay, not anything, whatever. I think Trayvon Diggs did decent on Mike Evans. Not, of course, amazing. Mike Evans is still one of the best wide receivers in the league. He's had a 1,000 yards every single time or every single year that he's been in the league. Micah Parson, who I was a, I was higher on than you were when he got drafted, loved him coming out of Penn State. He's balled out in the league. But, like I said, you can't count out Tom Brady ever, no matter how ugly the game is with – the addition of Julio Jones, I know they lose Gronk, but this offense has yet another chance to be super explosive with the addition of Russell Gage, Leonard Fournette, 
playing at a high level, playing at the number four draft pick that he was drafted to be. And like you said, this offensive line doesn't look good. Losing Ali Marpet, Alex Kappa, Ryan Jensen, and Donovan Smith. Basically, their whole line from last year is wiped out, except Tristan Morris, who probably is the best one out of all of them, but there's only so much you can do as a right tackle. It'll be interesting to see if they move him over to left. I don't think so. That's kind of a hard that's transition. That's a harder NFL that's, transition. So that's like. a pr- pretty hard transition to make in the NFL. And, of course, his defense is going to be solid under uh, Todd Bulls. I th- like you said, I think they're going to win their division easily. I don't say easily, but I think they'll make the playoffs and be interesting to see what they do. Tom Brady's 45 and probably going to be his last year in the league. I definitely don't want to spend a lot of time on this next one either because this game was tough for me to watch. I, I regret staying up for it. Last night, the Seahawks get a 17-16 win over the Broncos. Really, the only thing I'll say, Russell Wilson gets his homecoming spoiled. The offense looks really bad with all the talent that they have. Um, head coach Nathaniel Hackett makes some really boneheaded decisions multiple times in this game which I think caused them the loss and the Seahawks get an impressive win and probably what I expect to be their most impressive win of the season. Cause you know, Geno Smith played fine. Uh, the offense didn't look great. Rashad Penny did Rashad Penny things. DK Metcalf got more involved than I expected. But other than that, I mean, I just, I still don't expect a whole lot of the Seahawks team. I just think you got to take this win as a Seahawks fan and be happy because this is probably going to be your highlight of the season. Yeah, I think it was easily the win of the week or win of the weekend and maybe even be one of the best wins of the season coming down the stretch and looking at it when we come near the end and when it starts getting playoff time and once we start looking back after the Super Bowl. But you get beat by Geno Smith, who hasn't started in this league. Years. 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 Yeah. Uh, This defense is not good. This offense – it's okay. He said DK Metcalf's still there. Rashad Penny has the chance to break a big run anytime. This offensive line isn't good, though. I just don't see how they squeaked this one out. Figured Russ would go into this Denver team. With all, like you said, all the offensive talent that they have. This young defense that looks like they could be scary here in a few years that they get a few more pieces and you lose to your former team after you've been with them for years and you can't pull it out. If I'm Russ, I'm very disappointed, honestly kind of embarrassed because this Seahawks team is not supposed to be anything special, probably closer to the lower part of the NFL and wins this year. I feel really bad for Russ on this one. Really bad. Yeah. Awful, awful loss to take for the Broncos, who, after all the acquisitions with Russ and the past couple of draft picks that they've had, had Super Bowl aspirations. So, really tough loss to take, especially in week one. So, that'll wrap up our NFL recap. We really appreciate everybody listening. Again, you can find us at Read the Roster on Twitter. We have a Facebook page, Read the Roster. Like Reed said, we'll probably get involved in Instagram soon. We will continue to talk about possibly doing a YouTube uh, channel eventually. Uh, We'll keep ironing out the details of that. But please share the show. 
rate the show, review the show, leave us a, a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to the show. It really helps us out a tremendous amount. Share with all your friends, family, anybody that likes football, wants to get involved in football or talk about football. We are always wanting to do so, obviously. We want to interact with everybody. Like I said, fantasy is a huge part of the NFL season. We love talking fantasy. Reed and I are both up to our necks in it, so it's it's really a fun aspect that gets you more involved with the highlights and the, and the stars of this league. Um, but again, we really appreciate everyone's support and just really excited for what this NFL season will bring because it was an amazing week one. Yeah, this is kind of my first real time getting into the NFL. Like you said, the fantasy was a big part of it. I'd kind of just turn it on and see how my guys were doing. And then Sunday we kind of spent the whole day just watching NFL games. And that was my first time ever doing that. I'd turn it on maybe for an hour or two, then go back to doing what I was doing. I'd kind of be done with it and then just kind of check the scores on my phone. But we sat down and watched it basically the whole day. And it was kind of – it was really different for me. I was – honestly, I just didn't know what to think because I've always been a firm believer that college is better than NFL. But, I mean, we saw some pretty good games, and I was really excited. But, like you said, we really appreciate everybody listening. It's been really fun these past few weeks filming and honestly very interested to see where it can go because, I mean – I think we could talk about football just about every single day for the rest of our lives and not get tired of it. And that's kind of what we've been doing the past few years ever since I've gotten into football, maybe really into football three years ago, three, four years ago, something like that. I know you've been in it a whole lot longer than I have, but it's just been something that we've been doing pretty consistently. And we were just thought about finally doing this and here we are. The NFL week one was certainly a ride, one that I've enjoyed. Uh, also, the college football season is up in full swing. Please go check out all of our episodes. You can find them at the places that I listed before. I think we're in for a crazy ride, both for college and NFL, and can't wait to interact uh, with all of you throughout this crazy journey. Uh, Reed and I both have enjoyed the first two weeks so far and can't wait to see what happens next. So, again, We can't state it enough. Thank you, everyone, for your continued support. It means the world to us, and we'll talk to you soon.